Welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. All right, everybody, welcome to the Confessional Podcast. My name is Mike Moran, and I am joined today by guest co-host, one of my favorite people to do these podcasts with, Pat Stork. How are you, buddy? Doing all right, doing what, all right. What do you got going on? Uh, you do a lot of local things here in Baltimore with the karaoke's mm-hmm. and the trivias and the... Yeah, uh, I've still got my regular schedule on those. Uh, the karaoke nights have definitely been picking up since everything opened back up and since uh, vaccines got out, so people aren't worried about you know projecting in public. I get it, I yeah. get it. Um, but yeah. Uh, now you have this, uh, but before we get to our guest, you have this Amityville podcast, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Tell us yeah. about that real quick. Uh, yeah, I think last time I was on, we were starting to get it together, uh, but my buddy and I during the shutdown at some point had decided let's do a podcast and let's just pick an excessively long horror franchise right and just do each episode as an excuse to hang out each week right right and we were thinking it was probably going to be like children of the children corn, of the corn like is one right. I think hellraiser like, i bet you considered yeah um and we're now looking at other long franchises as breaks but uh, we picked the Amityville Horror. I don't know if anybody's ever considered the Children of the Corn franchise a break from anything. <laughs> you haven't watched as many Amityvilles as I have. <laughs> we are now... Sometimes I just like to relax with Children of the Corn 7, <laughs> Fields of Terror. <laughs> oh, that was like after the initial wave of the straight-to-video ones. Right, I think right. Six, I remember six, six was like the last big straight-to-video one. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're you're watching every Amityville film, uh-huh. of which there are many. Uh, we have now done over forty episodes. Forty? Wait, there's forty movies? Oh, more than that now. What? So when we started, there were about twenty some, and what? we were recording like not almost every week, but not every every week. Right. We would try and bank some, and then take occasional breaks. And we hit the wall at a, in the mid thirties because as we were recording the episodes, that happened to me in life out. too. But yeah, yeah. Um, and we even just took a short break of about two months, right? Where we we had hit the wall of everything that had come out, and that was at about sure. like I'm going to say thirty five of them. Everybody hits an Amityville wall after a while. I really think. do. And the scary thing is, not all of them take place in the house. But uh, we hit the wall. And so we're like, let's pick another franchise. And we did all nine Texas Chainsaw movies. Okay. Okay. That had to be a little more fun, I would oh, think. Much more fun. Right. Even though there's, there's some stinkers in there, too. Yeah. But the worst of the worst of those is nowhere near. Right. Right. And when we finished, we're like, okay, they probably put out one or two more. Sure. Animals. Sure. They put out seven. Oh, my God. And uh, wow. Are they in continuity with each other at all? Or. Some of them here and there. Right, right. Some of them reference each other. Some of them name drop each other. are any of them good? Like, the first one is is not even that great. Like, it's it's pretty good. It's a a Eh. decent, like, old old school horror. But are any of them good? I'd say there's about a half dozen that I would watch again. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not too bad. I was expecting, like, zero. (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, definitely feels like it sometimes. No. uh, We did... 
like I, I still legitimately enjoy the hell out of the act, the second one, the original second right, one. Right, with, with that was supposed to also be based on the true story of uh, the, the kid. Yeah, kid. ish. Yeah, right, it was right. supposed to be a prequel, but a prequel yes. with a supernatural element tied in. Right, right, right. And that one just goes insane. Yes, like it's, yeah, it's I remember that. One. I saw, that's crazy. the only other one I've seen besides the first one. Yeah, that one's fun. Some of the original run of the straight to video ones are likable. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, in addition to Pat Stork on the podcast today, we also have coming in via satellite uh, all the way from, you're in California, right? Yeah, California. All right. We have our good friend, Mr. Drew Landry. What's up, Drew? What's up, man? Thank you for having me. Of course. Welcome back to the podcast, my friend. Pat, you're not going to believe this. Drew and I used to do stand-up together when he was literally 16 years old. Dear Lord. Can you believe that? Yeah. Uh-huh. His mom. Way back in the day. Yeah. Your your mom like had to come to the clubs with you, right? Yeah. She'd like com- come to comedy clubs with me, go to high tops, bunch right. of you know, mics at bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, the two of you were like a staple at like every open mic. Like everybody got yeah. to know you and your mom. Like everybody liked your mom. Yeah, you know, it's it was a true. Cool thing. Uh, I actually changed his diapers once. Can you believe that? A few oh, times. That's how long I've known him. <laughs> and not in like a Stavros act kind of way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Although we did we did shows with Stavros, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Uh, recent Joe Rogan guest, right? Oh, wow. I yeah, yeah I think he was so. I Rogan. saw that. Yep, yep. But uh, Drew, you got this uh, this new special out. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it's uh, it's twenty minutes. I call it a mini special. It's called "All My Friends Are Dead," and it's essentially a tribute to uh, two close friends of mine that passed away, who were twins. One of them in two thousand one. One of them in twenty twenty one. Oh my god! And it's it's essentially like a comedy tribute. But when you say that, it sounds like a tribute to comedy sure, or something sure. like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm referring to it as a special, but. It's essentially 20 minutes of trying to make that fun. Right, right. That's a very mm-hmm. interesting take on it. You know, I don't think I've ever heard of anything like that before. What uh, what made you decide to do that, to take that um, route? So last, well, I guess not last year anymore. Uh, in late 2021, when my friend passed away, I was writing a lot of jokes about it. And not even necessarily because comedy's therapy or anything like that, just because you write jokes about what you're thinking about. Sure. So I wrote a lot of jokes about it, and I realized I had about 15-ish minutes on it a few months later, and I was like, this isn't material that I'm going to do frequently. Right. So I don't mind like putting it out there and burning it. So I kind of just wrote five more minutes structured it all and decided i wanted to film it and just put it on youtube and put it out there right right okay so we can find it at youtube it's called all my friends are dead by drew yeah drew landry Landry. all my friends are dead all right cool uh is there an audio version or Uh, i'm gonna put out an audio version later this year on spotify apple music all that awesome i'm thinking in the summer right 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 congratulations on that drew it's great uh thank you Great to hear you're you're still doing it. I mean, you've been you were right out of the womb doing this stuff. It seems like <laughs> yeah, been doing it a long time. Um, I used to do like I would do like when I would go on after Drew, I would do like a bit about like how at sixteen what my stand up would have been like. You know, like mm-hmm. how terrible it would be. <laughs> I remember saying like, I'd be like, hey, you guys want to see my Beavis impression or something like? That. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> sixteen. I mean, that's pretty much quotes and. Quotes and farts is pretty much all right, I had right. at yeah, 16. So. 
Uh, and also, Honestly, uh, that's what most of my act was too. Yeah. <laughs> no, you were you were for that age. You definitely had a mature sense of humor. <laughs> All right. So on this episode, we will be doing our little side series called "How They Should Have Made It" or "How They Should Make It." And this time. <laughs> Pretty much like every other one, we'll be discussing the Halloween franchise. That seems to be at least the ones I come back mm-hmm. for. Right, right. Which, which ones have you done? You did it, how they should have made Halloween 5, right? Pretty sure, yeah. Oh, God, what I else? I don't remember. Because um, we usually would drift into all the other ones anyway. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a couple in the archive. Okay. And this is a good chance to tell everyone to explore the archives anyway. Absolutely. Check them out. Um. Just uh, go to your local library, go to the card catalog, mm-hmm. look for confessional. They usually have them in the basement. Yep. A lot of libraries are switching away from the Dewey Decimal System, so just feel free to ask somebody where something is now, exactly. like, an, like a bookstore. Exactly. That's what they're there for. Yeah. Um, but uh, So this time we're going to do how we want to see the next Halloween film or media or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. All right. The Halloween franchise has gone in any and every direction, right? Yeah, I mean, except space, except space. There apparently was a talk of that at one point. Uh, I believe Carpenter for part six originally was pitching send Michael to space as kind of a joke. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Was the pitch a joke or did he think the movie would be a fun joke? Kind of both, I think. Right. I think it was one of those playing a game of chicken with the studio. Sure, sure. Um well, Halloween 6 had a very crazy history. Tarantino was apparently involved a little he bit. Had a dra- he claimed he had mm-hmm. a draft for right. one, but it wound up being how, more just like a, probably like a byline. How nuts would that have been if he followed up Pulp Fiction with Halloween 6? Right. Like, yeah. Uh, and he recently came out and said like what his, his pitch was, which was like apparently him, <laughs> like Michael and the Man in Black traveling around. It was going to be like a road film. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I know that uh, the Carpenter one... That I don't think the space one, but I think another pitch of his involved like a forty foot Michael Myers at some point, like some oh that super was the, monster. That one. was the pitch for part four uh, oh, right. when Deborah Hill and John Carpenter were still involved. And outside of that part, it a forty sounds, foot Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. That that was it was supposed wow. to be this like I would watch the shit out of that, <laughs> right? Especially if it was Carpenter. It's it was supposed to be like it was rejected because it was too cerebral. It was supposed to be a thing mm-hmm. where Michael is actually dead, but the you know like his spirit's kind of still alive and evil kind of comes back, and and it sounds very interesting and very smart, but somehow culminates with a forty foot Michael Myers climbing out of the movie screen. I believe. I believe so. And yeah. terrorizing the town. That's incredible. Right. Yeah. It's kind of kind of like a Lovecraft story if you think about it. You kinda, know, yeah. it's like smart and like existential, and but it ends with like a Godzilla monster. Well, and in a way, I mean that kind of even though they cut before it gets out of the screen, but that's sort of explored in, uh, in the mouth of madness, like the, the work coming alive and coming out into the real world. Right. Right. I have not seen that since theaters in eighth grade. My mom took me to it. Should I revisit it? Yes. Well, uh, I think it's, this? uh, in the mouth of madness. It's, uh, John nine, Carpenter. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, in the, Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, it's honestly, I think it's things. one of his best. I think it's especially like later half of the career. I think, yeah, I think it's his last truly great movie. And then after that, I for so yeah, sorry. 
For some reason, I thought you said Malcolm Madness, and I'm like, what the hell? What kind of weird superhero <laughs> movie? A, yeah, that was a Malcolm spinoff of Mal- Malcolm in the Middle called Malcolm Madness. Yeah. <laughs> With a little bit of Midnight Madness. There's, there's like a there. spinoff variety show for a little while called right. Malcolm Madness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it was wacky. Brian, I remember Brian Cranston would sing like a song at the end, you know, like, yeah. Always in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's read our first submission here. This is uh, from Ryan Keeling, Martinsburg, West Virginia. This is how Ryan would like to see the next Halloween film. How about something about when Michael Myers is in the hospital before the first movie? Maybe a scary, maybe a story can be made about him as he devolves further into the monster he becomes. They touched on it briefly and poorly in the Rob Zombie movie. Make it more of a psychological thriller instead of a straight-up slasher horror. Okay, well, this is interesting. I feel like I, we, they've they've people have pitched that idea for many years, like a prequel mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Michael in the asylum before. But the problem is, he didn't do anything while he was there. No, he just stayed there, locked inside of himself. Like Loomis knew there was evil in there. Right. Uh, I don't think it's a bad idea for maybe a book. Right. Like, you right. know, explore. You know, but. It, it's not cinematic. There's if if they were like if they set the stage in the first one like yeah he's killed twelve people since he's been in the hospital or something right. like that yeah but it's unless he's like killing in secret I mean I'm sorry we need some bodies to drop in a Halloween film yeah what do you think yeah, about that Drew? I think I think there'd be a way to do it if he's become dangerous in the hospital and uh-huh. he's still killing people and the other patients or nurses and almost kind of. This is a bad comparison, but made some kind of like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest situation, but with Michael Myers. Interesting. There Interesting. Are, there are good movies about mental sure. hospitals, so it's like, what if you made that a thriller and inserted right. Michael Myers in? Girl interrupted with people. knives. Yeah. Only instead. Yeah. Of- exactly. I want. <laughs> yeah. And instead of I him want being a few the one. People- oh, sorry. Drew. <laughs> I I didn't I'll dislike uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Me neither. But um. I thought the prequel part, or him as a kid in the hospital, I thought that was the most interesting part. Yes, I agree. I agree. If someone could pull it off, I think it could be interesting. If they can't pull it off, it'd be a disaster. Yeah, yeah. It'd be really cool. Right. If... It, it'd be difficult to make good, right. but if it was good, it'd be yeah. interesting. And I could see like a thing where maybe he's killing people in secret. You know, like he finds a way to sneak mm-hmm. out, or he's convincing other other people in the. That's where I was thinking to it should go is convincing other people. Like somehow he's just he's a poison in the well, right, right, and he's inspiring everyone to go a little bit nuttier. And right, nuttier right, and, yeah. Um, so like in a. Mm-hmm. Cuckoo's Nest or Girl Interrupted, instead of being the one to inspire everyone to be their best selves or anything like that, he's the one actually driving them to be worse and be more of a right, problem. Right. And that's like exactly. they have to him for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also, I do want to know how all the in- they never explained how the inmates escaped at the beginning of the original Halloween. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Remember everybody's walking around? Yeah. Uh, they never explained yeah, they never it directly. Yeah. In the novelizations, which I know part six even tied some of the stuff from those back in, I believe it was established that somebody had been training Michael to drive. Right, right. They had left the doors open. Yeah. But in the movie, they just officially left it kind of. Yeah, yeah. He broke out. I guess they all followed him out. 
Right. The, 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 uh, mm. Some of the things that like the, the first two movies captured that they didn't really do in later ones was like Michael is is brilliant at subtly doing things like he's not a fast killer. He's not a strong killer, but he traps you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he did in the first two movies. Yeah. He traps you in a small space and that way he can he can stalk you without running and without being really strong. And I feel like we need some more of that, like this subtle, yeah. like kind of trickster kind of vibe where he, you know, he's like manipulating things so that you're stuck with them. Yeah, I love um, mm-hmm. one of the things that they said when they were describing some of the set pieces in this last trilogy was they would call some of his murders or his setups Michael's art projects. Right, right. And like he basically like yeah, he loves to really play and organize and yeah. experiment. Right. With Another difficulty too with a with a prequel is how are you going to get the mask? You got to have the mask in there. Oh yeah, no mask. That's uh-huh. just that's just yeah. right out. That's not happening. <laughs> I think if they did do that, it would have to be like kind of a Godfather two thing where it's prequel and sequel. You gotcha. know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. But he's dead. So you can't really sequel it. Well, I guess you could go like we, the history we, of Pat. We have how many continuities to choose from, and we can just start over. I think the the Marvel universe, I think, has proven to everybody that you can reboot at will. Like, right. If oh, something yeah. sucks, like back in the day, like with Resurrection, everybody looks back and they're like, "Why didn't they just do like a reboot?" They like, but back then you had to make a, a continuation of you know what I mean. Like they didn't realize you could mm-hmm. just start over yet. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, let's read one more here. Uh, Dan Liberto from DC says, I want a direct sequel to Halloween Ends. If there is one thing I truly love, it's the fact that Halloween over the years of being bought and sold by different companies, they repeatedly start and stop different timelines. Good or bad, and I know there's a lot of bad, I've always been along for the ride. I'm even a defender of five and six. Halloween Ends, in my opinion, was the most disappointing entry. It was entertaining and watchable, but I hated what they did to Michael and the lore. Maybe I have a fondness for the older entries because I wasn't alive when they came out or saw them uh, way after the fact, but I don't know. The whole Michael becoming another person or whatever was whacked, in my opinion. Uh, not only that, but he was thrown into a wood chipper. <laughs> I, that wasn't a wood chipper. That was like a car crush. That was crush. a full-on, yeah. <laughs> be honest. Yeah. How, could, would it, how cool would it be if they made another movie where he's back, baby? Like, fully ignore the wood chipper or just retcon some excuse for how he survived being sprayed into a million pieces of the chipper. Man, that would be sick. Look, I I agree. I like all the different timelines and stuff. I like that it's become like a choose-your-own-adventure kind of thing. Yeah, a multiverse uh, you, of madness. How do you come back from a wood chipper, though? I, like, w- I was going to say, I'm all for Michael seeming dead and he comes right, back. Right. I'm all for that, but with the wood chipper... Him coming back from that is just too absurd. I mean, yeah. you'd have to go full supernatural at that point. If, yeah. Full supernatural, and you'd really be retconning the entire last 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And that's a lot to skip. Well, that's I, not just like yeah. you replaced the ambulance driver. Right. If they did that, I'd want them to call it Halloween Really Ends. <laughs> right. For it's sure. like, how do you make a sequel to Halloween Ends? Yeah. Right, right. Halloween Ends Part 2. Yeah. A new beginning. Yeah. Well, they, they have done plenty Halloween of sequels. Halloween Ends again. To, <laughs> yeah. They have done plenty of sequels to final entries in films, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, almost oh, invariably. Plenty. In fact, they, yeah, they pretty much always have. Yeah. <laughs> um, I w- but, but like we said, nowadays you can just reboot, so it really doesn't matter. You, you can, can reboot, just- but I think the the huge conflict he's got there is that you can't do a direct sequel that you're immediately retconning. 
Right. You it, can't. Yeah. You can't go. Just rebooted that, at that yeah. point. Right. I mean, it would. It, it, the the one sin with all these reboots and, and and sequels and stuff is you can't just be like that didn't happen. Here's a new. Th-. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can't pick and choose. Either like, start with a new story or give me some reason how he survived. I still can't get over him surviving the fire in part two for the further sequels. Yeah. Well, he didn't. <laughs> but in, according to several continuities, he did. Right. But in part four, <laughs> it's just like, oh, he was burned a little bit. It's like, no, dude, he was yeah. burned down to the bone. Him and Loomis died yeah. in that fire. That was the entire point. Right, right. And then the same thing with H2O. It's like, at yeah. the very least, make him like a Freddy-like monster. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no... You can't just write that off as he was kind of burned. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right, Drew, what, what is your pitch? You're in charge. They come to you. They say, Drew Landry, we saw your special. All your friends are dead. Uh, we we, watch it we want movie. you to have full. We want that tone. Full creative control. <laughs> we want you to have full creative control of the next Halloween franchise. Here is a blank check. What do you want? What are you going to do? <laughs> I have two possible ideas. One of them is a little simpler. Just a modern remake of Season of the Witch. No Michael Myers. Just several people suggested that in the Facebook Mm -hmm. page, and that would be really cool. I've even I thought too, even a sequel. It picks up after all the all the death. Interesting. All right. Um, Yeah, it's either that or my idea is so it takes place in a world where he, you know, he's been in prison for who knows how long. He's on death row. He escapes. What, what, what continuity universe, are we picking up with, though? New continuity. Where so, essentially, it's a world where we don't really acknowledge, say, Laurie Strode or any of that. It's just a world where Michael Myers... So part is one, like this t- isn't... Part one didn't happen? Part one vaguely happened. Okay, so it's like a and reimagining... Took- it's like a reimagining to... Of, of, but it's almost like a sequel to a movie that didn't actually exist. Exactly. Okay, I, where, I like this. Yeah, where Laurie Strode exists, but we don't we don't know what's going right, on. With right, right. We don't acknowledge her. And while he's been in prison for decades, there's a film franchise about him that has become really big. Oh, so now are he, we using the fi- are we using the real films as the film franchise? No. Okay. Uh, no, it's like a film franchise called like Myers. Or right, something right, like right. That. Sort of like huge. Stab and Scream. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Okay. That's exactly what I was thinking. He breaks out of prison while on death row. Like maybe the power goes out in the prison or something. I haven't thought about that part a lot. Sure. And he goes to like this big fan premiere of the new Myers movie in his mask, stabbing people. But everyone there is wearing a Michael Myers mask because it's like so no one knows it's really him. And everyone is assuming that the murders are like these set pieces and they're fake. So no one's doing anything. Interesting. Interesting. So it's like Scream mixed with Hellfest. So the whole the whole film would take place at the movie theater or or at least the post escape film. Uh, um, A majority or at least that's where he ends up in the climax. That's okay. all I've thought yeah. about. But I like the idea of everyone there has a Michael Myers mask. So no one's like, yeah. oh, it's the real Michael Myers. And when he kills someone, they're just like, oh, this is a really impressive look at right. that fake blood. How yeah. how old would this Michael be? He'd be hmm, maybe 60s. All right. 50s or 60s. Yeah. 
and he never moved fast, so it's, I mean, him just being, like, nobody's going to think the old guy there is necessarily, he could he could actually probably slip the mask off and people wouldn't recognize him. Right, exactly. right. he's the one yeah. on Michael Myers there. Right, yeah, that's Yeah, they true. don't know his actual face. Yeah, that, could, that could almost be the, 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 like, twist climax. Like, there's just this guy hanging around. Yeah. And, and we don't know that it's not Michael. Yeah, we would, know that exactly. one of these faces right. is Michael Myers. Would we but, see, would we, the viewer, see his face in the hospital? Um, I don't think so because I I still lo- I love in the new trilogy how you still never got right right yeah yeah but it's still but it could be a cool angle where you see him without his mask a lot because everyone at the premiere event thing doesn't know what his real face looks like right yeah. right him yeah. and like two or three other MacGuffins that were like we're not sure who it right. is right that could be a cool like Ooh, who that's it. really cool yeah yeah, yeah. it could be almost like that's a, a really good out. idea. You could have like, would you have like a yeah, Loomis? Yeah, like which one is right, Michael right. Myers? Yeah. Would you have a Loomis character there, like trying to figure it out? Uh, yes, that's a good idea. I didn't even think about that, but yes, that's cool. It could be I this like know. contained yeah. whodunit kind of slasher within yeah. this movie theater. It's like yeah, a very exactly. simple thing, but mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's like, no sequel to it, no movie before it, just a contained right, solo right, movie. Right, yeah. like, right. It, it kind of feels like. Um, like I hear parts. I mean, uh, scream, scream two, a little bit mm. of scream five, but like uh, popcorn. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I remember the trailers for that. I as haven't a kid. seen I never that. Saw I've it. heard of it. Yeah. Uh, it's matinee. Uh, matinee. Definitely I saw that. that in there. I had that poster on my wall as a kid for some reason. That's they, a great poster. They like, John, yeah, it was a great poster. Yeah. yeah, they they were like giving it away at the video store. Yeah, and that's yeah, like the whole William Castle presentation thing. He would love a chaotic event like this, right? Yeah, and then uh, demons, and you could have like the movie on the screen. So would it be like Myers Part Six or something? Exactly. Yeah. So you have like two stories going on at one. We could like go in and out of the movie, and that like kind of mirrors what's going on, or something like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Or maybe that and even maybe be, that even lends yeah. insight to the Loomis character, who like mm-hmm. figures who's like detectiving it, and he's picking up like clues from the movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my vision is that it'd be pretty funny. Like it'd right. definitely be it'd be lighter than some other Halloween movies. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, do you have like a, a fe- fun kind of? funny whodunit sure sure i could definitely see that working i could even see that like if they had continued on as much as resurrection sucks they still if they had continued on with that continuity i feel like they could have done some fun things with that you know i could Mm. almost see that like inside of that world okay gotcha yeah now drew do you have a vanquishing do we i mean michael has to die or seemingly die at the end right do we have any ideas for that yeah huh that's a uh that's a good idea maybe they kill the wrong person, and it wasn't actually Michael Myers, the guy they killed. And then he's driving away at the end or something like that. Exactly, yeah. I'm into that. Maybe like something it. like that. I like it. I like it a lot. But this- it wouldn't be sequel bait. There wouldn't be a sequel. Okay, so why not? Why not? Just because I, th- I think it'd be interesting to have a contained movie. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool, I like it. What do you think, Pat? I like it. Um, I always feel like there's a little bit of a need to have some sort of an out for a sequel if you're not calling it the final mm. chapter, and even if you are. If it's successful um, in, a, in the real world, if it's successful, they're going to make a sequel to it. And if you've got an out built in, if you've got you know your Trojan horse or whatnot, then you get hired for that sequel. Sure. If sure. you write a, de- mm-hmm. a definitive The Ends, they'll go with somebody else to pick it up from there. Oh, interesting. I'm just thinking, you know, I mean, right. not always, but I'm thinking uh-huh. ahead of like, 
well, okay, you gave us these questions. Well, here's a million dollars to tell us how that turned out. Right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could almost be its own. I could almost see like a new franchise starting in that vein where it's all, everyone's a whodunit, like almost a knives out kind of thing. Okay. But it's a slasher world. And it's and huh. it's and it's meta, like you said. There's movie. Like I could see that almost being its own thing, like starting from scratch. I mean, again, that is kind of the Scream franchise. Every movie's a whodunit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, less Creed in this one, though. I'd say. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> that's how you do it. All right. Uh, so, what would your movie be called, Drew? Do you have a name? Horny, but all that. You know what? Ha- either Halloween Forever or Halloween Homecoming. I think Homecoming. Well, that's what Resurrection was going to be called originally. Yeah, but yeah. Really, Homecoming? Yeah, it was yeah. even when I worked at a movie theater. They when they had like the list of the movies that were coming, it was still called Halloween the Homecoming. Yeah, they changed it like really? the last. Oh, second. I didn't know that. Yeah, and Homecoming huh. makes more sense because it's literally him going back right. to his childhood home where he's not resurrected. Right. He yeah, just that's a swapped. Yeah, all they, that's costumes. a better title than Resurrection. Yeah. They just wanted well, everything... all they wanted to say was he's back. That's all they wanted to make sure with. That. Yeah. But every decision with mm. Resurrection was pretty much a bad one. So. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And if they had gotten it out by 2000, they were going to call it Halloween H2K. Oh, my God. Oh <laughs> I God. actually kind of like that. I like that that has some continuity <laughs> with the last one, though. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Halloween and Resurrection, that's a topic for another. Because I'm, I'm starting to think that that one is like the, the public opinion is starting to swing just a little bit back. In the other direction, because the amount of hate that it gets is—I'm sorry—it's—it's not. When did it become like the horror film to hate more than anything? It's like the Nickelback of horror. It really is. It totally is. (laughs) I'll say for me, the hate started the moment I was watching it. I in the theater at a sneak preview before it came out. Right. I was twisting my napkin into a rope, and afterwards. I heard somebody say, I think that's the best one yet. And a friend of mine had to grab me by the shoulder because I was seriously turning and ready to swing. I was pissed. I hate that movie so much. See, I feel like everybody says that now, but I don't remember anybody at the time being like, like most people are like, yeah, that kind of, that wasn't very good. But like nobody was like that. I was aware of was like, oh my God, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. I had one night, uh, some friends of mine were doing a, another podcast where they were specifically doing that movie. Right. And I couldn't make it to watch with them, so they knew how much I hated it. So I did a side experiment and did a call-in uh-huh. uh, where after I got off of work, I just sat down sober um, with a bottle of whiskey, shot glass, and a notepad. And I started the movie, and I just started <laughs> so writing down, down every, sober. Yeah. And every time But you got up completely trashed. Yes. <laughs> Every time something pissed me off, I made a note, did a half shot, and by the end of the movie, I was... Wrote a novel. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. And You were just, in the hospital. I, I broke out voice memo, and I recorded about a 15, 20-minute rant and just emailed Look. it to him, and it was... I, uh, it was almost as unintelligible as the movie. If but. you okay, if you took out that, obviously that beginning sucks just because it ruins the perfect ending of H two O. Right. If you take that out, and maybe they say this was a prequel or this happened before H two O or something like mm-hmm. that, and it's and it's the same story. Obviously, it's not great. It's pretty lame. But is it any lamer than like part five or like Jason yeah. takes Manhattan or yeah. like uh... he's killed with <laughs> yes. a cup of coffee? I think 
Yeah. He slashes. I think they through. lost me at Busta Rhymes doing Kung Fu. There's that. There is. It's clearly. So that. It clearly is not Oscar material. But is it? I just don't think it's that much worse than like even Halloween Four. Like it's. It's. Oh my god! I just saw wow. <laughs> Pat's eyeballs. Just go. It's like it's yeah it's it's a there's so many mediocre like sequels in these franchises. He slashes through Cat Five Cable, which electrocutes Coffee on the floor that goes through his workman's boots to catch him on fire. Okay, so and the Pat- house burns down, and they never found the body. I think that I started it. I think I found. I think I found Pat's because you're like a sound guy. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be nitpick, and this was a film about uh, footage and, and filming for the for the web series. You're gonna nitpick all the little sound guy things the same way Sue does with computer things. He got electrocuted <laughs> through work boots. They're work boots. Jason came back five. to life from a lightning bolt. <laughs> they leaned in on that. They leaned in from the beginning of part look, six. Part six is my favorite. Look, I see the hypocrisy here. The tone, again, if you remove that first part, the tone of resurrection is totally okay. It's not great, but it, it is in line with most of these mediocre sequels. Tone, I'll agree. And I'm not going to be worrying about work boots and whether and how conductive they are for electricity in a film like in a fun slasher yeah. film, you I know. Mean, ideally, all work boots are pretty insulated. But I'm just saying, like <laughs> that that finale is just a giant symbol of how everything that movie was wrong. Like literally, you can trace back to him cutting networking cable and it electrocuting him through coffee. Is one of the dumbest villain endings I I can I can conceive. I don't even <laughs> remember this coffee. There was I, a cup I thought, of coffee. I thought Buster Rhymes the... kicked him into electrical cables and he was zapped. It might be. I know at one point, and I also am going from in the original script. It was very clear that it was a cup of coffee in Cat Five. Um, they I'm were. They pissed. did not specify Cat Five cables. In the script for Halloween Resurrection. They said networking cables because they didn't know what Cat 5 was. <laughs> oh, my God. So the you you hate this film. Me, so Go ahead, Drew. I was going to say, the movie is a blur to me, so I don't remember it. I'm sure it happened, but it would be funny if this was like a Mandela effect where the coffee thing never happened. I kind of feel like it is. Pat, <laughs> that's, that's possible. I refuse <laughs> to watch it, it sounds- again. But it sounds familiar, so I'm I'm fifty fifty. I would believe that it had all I remember from that movie is Busta Rhymes doing Kung Fu. Pat, that's like that's my only Pat memory from it. that film. Pat hates it for different reasons than anyone else. He hates it because he's a tech nerd when it comes to recording. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. <laughs> Look, my goal this year actually I get it. And you know, I do set my goals pretty high, is to watch Halloween Resurrection with an objective eye. Because I, I, I'm a human, I can be influenced by public opinion, mm-hmm. and horror nerds have been telling me for 20 years that it's the worst thing that ever happened. I'm skeptical of that. I've seen it a few times over the years. I'm go- and, and I've believed it, you know? Like, I've said to myself, this is the worst film in the franchise, but I'm my goal is to sit down and ask myself, do I really feel like that, or am I just trying to be cool? Fair. And as we all know, there's nothing cooler. There's nothing that impresses the ladies more than hating on Halloween Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's the malort of the series. <laughs> Most people hate it, but the people who like it, oh. malort. I'm gonna, dude. Public opinion came around for Halloween Three. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's oh come, yeah. It has come it's around somewhat, 
somewhat for Halloween six. Weirdly, yeah. And yeah. I even saw a t-shirt in like a Barnes and Noble or something for, for Halloween. Yes, in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where hmm. I grew up. Interesting. There was a t-shirt. I even sent the photo to the director and he was like, Whoa, nice. Nice. He's like, I hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's the producer's cut that you want to watch. Yeah, why is it called mm. the producer's cut? Because he, the director had wound up pushing for final cut for the theatrical version and not putting it. But in that was still changes. his original version. Uh, there was a lot of stuff he left out that was in the script that the producers did want to have in there that explains a lot more of what was going on and tying things back a little bit tighter into continuity. I want to see the key grips cut. Oh, that'd be fantastic. It'd be beautifully lit. I'll tell you that. The best boys cut. The caterers there would, cut. There would guys, be no electrical boots. concerns. The work boots would be perfect. <laughs> the key grip cut. Yeah, that would be Pat's favorite one because they get the work boots, right? All right. It's cat four. <laughs> this one is from Michael Trotter, uh, Cupertino, California. I've heard of a cup of coffee, but a Cupertino? Come on. I think that's what killed Michael now. <laughs> Uh, a reboot starting at the very beginning, but set in current times, but more focus on the relationship between Loomis and Michael. Set it up in a way the movies can continue without Michael by having Loomis connect them. Could you guys envision a world where the Halloween franchise is connected through Loomis? Like make him like a Van Helsing or a sure. Benoit Blanc? Right, right. That'd be That's a cool idea. Yeah. So he would be going after what? Other serial killers and different ones? Possibly. Or maybe he's a consultant on things like each movie. You can just kind of do a different take. Like, is he dealing with the Hannibal Lecter type in this one? Or right. is he actually trying to track somebody down like the fugitive in another one? Right. See, ideas like this are creative, but you know that the studio would never allow. Like, they they understand that people, the, the general masses, not the horror lovers, but the masses want Michael in the mask killing people. Yeah, but this at least is not completely dissociated right, with it. Right, right. Um, I could almost see a TV show called Loomis. I think that's where you would take this. <laughs> right, If you right. did a TV show, there'd be a lot more freedom to spill out a whole season so that people realize there's a whole story there Yeah. instead of a one-off, you know, give it a shot. I think if you're going to do, yeah, a TV show. Now I'm picturing like an 80s sitcom called Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> That's Doing my Michael. The best we can. Uh, those songs always started with like an inspirational yeah. song. Those shows always like <laughs> Loomis is a lover and mona. All right. Why do they do it? That's his catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> was that what he said? Or no, that was the grave digger that said that. Yeah, grave digger. What, what did uh, what did uh, Loomis say? Oh. Get your ass away from there, Donnie. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was outside the house because Donnie wound up being in a part two in a Halloween Ends. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. I did like the I did like the reshot footage uh, in Halloween um, Kills. Yeah, I liked how they went back with that. That looked that like looked like it really was from that era. Yeah, that was cool. And their stand-in for Loomis was dead on. Yeah, I couldn't believe. I thought that Great. was like, uh, yeah. Apparently, that was just some guy around the set that, yeah. like, they're like, you know what, you would look like with a shaved head. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like a CGI thing. Yeah. I saw it, but yeah, that that hell. There's your sequels right there. Get that guy, yeah, and have him be like Loomis in the '80s and '90s. Yeah, between between right. two and four, like him recovering, knowing Michael's right. out there. Yeah, he could even like visit Lu uh, Michael in the hospital. Well, and Michael's not. 
Michael's disappeared after. Oh, no, he is in the hospital. No, okay, yeah, yeah, that's that right. That continuity yeah. is in the hospital, yeah. 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 All right, uh, Pat, give us your pitch for the next Halloween film. All right, so um, against kind of what we had just established of the audience wants Michael, no Michael, no Laurie. Um, what? Yeah, but I like the idea of doing a... No Busta. No Busta. Uh, <laughs> do kind of a remake of season of the witch, but tie it back in that Halloween happened, whichever continuity, leave it vague. Uh-huh. But the incidents in Haddonfield happened. The mask was the mask that was used and people are obsessed with true crime. And there's this, you know, cult of personality around serial killers and iconography like that. Right. And, the conspiracy on the masks, instead of it being kids' masks, like, you know, the pumpkin, the skull, the witch, mm. they're Michael Meyer masks. And there is a push like from whatever media group, basically like uh, pundit talk radio, but not necessarily say conservative or liberal, mm. just, you know, these people who are obsessed with do your not, own research. Not Barry Sims from part six. I can't believe <laughs> not I so much name. that. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, watched God. that one the other day. Yeah. It's not my favorite character in that one, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, basically like they're putting these masks out and they are including chips because of the whole, like, conspiracy theory oh they're putting chips in your everything right Ooh, they're actually putting the chips oh in the masks. you know i never thought about that yeah and they're encouraging people who are already your masks are listening to you yeah the masks are listening and they're taking the signals back so wow that's really that's really smart pat like because that totally ties into like like that could happen today in that a way. could happen and that's it ties in with a big theme of this last trilogy the mob mentality sure and how Haddonfield has always been full of assholes. <laughs> and there is, I mean, Halloween 2 was a lot about mob mentality and how dangerous that is, right, just right. like kills and ends yeah, were. Yeah. Um, yeah, the mob mentality can be the villain in this one. And this radio station is basically saying, like, oh, you got to keep an eye out for the psychos on your street. They look just like us. So that's why we need to wear the masks. But the chips secretly will activate some of them here and there to send them on a killing spree to justify the message they're sending Interesting. out there. So it wouldn't be like a mass murder of kids kind of thing. It would be making people crazy and turning them into... As the murderers. test subjects started in Haddonfield, as oh, the early like merch release on would, this whole would thing. Would Stonehenge be making an appearance or no? We could. Uh, I mean, you know, talk to the studio, see where they want to go with it. Right. Like, I wouldn't be against it. Uh, I mean, if you include it, it's much more of a nod back to the original. Yeah. And it is about, you know, um, cults and control. Yeah. And so Stonehenge would fit very well in that. What if we had, the, what if we updated it with the Georgia Guidestones? You know those? Could do that. Uh, Twain B. Towels as well. The what? Uh, the Twain B. Towels. Uh, the weird little tiles that are around. Oh, here, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. More Philly. Right, I think right. they're all over. Yeah, now, there's but. one outside the sidebar. Yeah. Yeah, nobody knows where the hell they come from. Yeah, the people Still have been trying are. to figure it out for years. Yeah. But they started popping up in like the early 80s, I think. Wow. But, but yeah, stuff like that and like people finding clues where there's not clues, people looking for reasons. Sure, there's so not paranoia. Reason. Yeah. And just witch hunt kind of stuff going on. Basically, yeah. And that's why Goody they, Proctor. And since it's a witch hunt, Tichuba. you can still call it Season of the Witch. Oh, my God. 
So like, but yeah, like do like mob mentality. Ooh, I like and, that. Yeah, this is really yeah. interesting. I feel like with with all the season of the witch love that's happened, you mm-hmm. could almost like get that made. Like maybe as a TV show or something like that. Yeah, I feel like that could happen. Yeah, I I think that'd be a fun way to take it, and it's very specifically not Michael, not Laurie, right? So that if you do that one and it's self-contained and it doesn't say which movies happened or didn't, right, right, that opens back up the idea of turning it into an anthology, right? You can have the anthology tied to other movies, sure, in the series. sure. There's a shared like. So Michael would make no appearance. He wouldn't pop up at the end or something. His mask would be all over that movie, but Michael is dead. Michael okay. is gone in every continuity at this point. It's just about the cult of Michael and the obsession over it, and do we emulate him? Just kind of like Guy Fawkes masks, right, right, stuff like that. Like people, the um, or even like Last Jedi, the idea of Luke Skywalker is more powerful than Luke Skywalker himself. Oh, then interesting. If you let people just kind of glom onto what they want to see, it doesn't matter if it's actually him or not. Yeah, yeah, I love it. What do you think, Drew? Yeah, I love that idea. Genuinely. Yeah, cool. that is really cool. How long? Thank you, you. Have you been thinking about I, that for a while? Or uh, no, I, I just asked you to do the show like you asked two days me yesterday, ago. <laughs> and it just so happened that like I got home and I was trying to think of what to do with it, and so it's a weird little thing. Yesterday was my birthday, and one of my birthday traditions for years has been before I go home for the night, I listen to the score to Psycho and go on a drive. It started. Oh, happy birthday, man! I oh, forgot about thank that. You. Sorry about that. Um, and it's it's a weird tradition. You, I don't you even listen remember how to it the came score up. to Psycho, and you go on a drive. Yeah, uh, and I, it was do just, not get pulled over, my friend. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I, I'm in the city and I'm white, so I, I usually they just kind of let me go. Uh, yeah. It's hey, yay, Baltimore. Uh, but <laughs> no, it's I don't even know when I started the tradition, but it's just kind of a nice thing that I I enjoy doing. Hmm. And so I got home. I'm like, well, I'm still awake. Let me watch something. I haven't watched Psycho 2 in a while. It's a good sequel. It's an amazing sequel. People have come back mm-hmm. around on that one. Yeah. And it got me thinking about like the mob mentality of you know the people who thought Norman was evil and wanted to take him right. down, the people trying to defend him, and, and then again contrasting that with how supportive the town was there to how terrible the town is in, in the Halloween series. Yeah. And that the people are really the bad guy half the time. Right, right. And yeah. just where to take that. Yeah. So it just yeah. kind of spun out of just yeah. free associating. And from Psycho, Psycho 2 almost had like a Halloween resurrection moment at the end of it. With the with the woman that comes and tells tells Norman that she's his real mother. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was Spoiler. kind of the... Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. I mean, yeah. It's a movie that's it's, 40 years old, so... <laughs> yeah, and that that's the one part of it that sucks, honestly. I feel like they could have done without that. Um, Why do we need a new mother? They, they need. They said. <laughs> I watched some of the special features too. They said basically we got to the end and we knew it couldn't be Norman that was the killer in the movie. We needed somebody else to be the killer, and we had killed off most of the other characters. Right. This was the one that made the most sense, and for him to actually like you know like the only other person, I feel the like person they that found kicked it better. They said like the person that kicked off his killing spree originally was his mother when mm. he poisoned her when he was a kid. So this was he hadn't killed anybody in the whole movie, and it was just everybody else being Dixon trying to um, mm-hmm. drive him crazy, and he survives all that, and then his real mother shows up, and he finds out everybody in the idea of looking out for him has been killing each other, and so he just takes her out, and he thinks he's being a good guy by taking out the killer, but at the same time he's just started killing again. 
Right. Right. So it was. I, I appreciate why they yeah. did it. I felt like it came off a little clumsy, considering yeah. how perfect most of that movie the is. Rest of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like too though how he's, he's giving her tea, so you think she's going to be poisoned, but then he just whacks yeah. her with a shovel. And they even pointed out they're like, <laughs> if you look closely, he did both. Oh, like he poisoned okay. her, and she's starting to gag, and he's oh, just impatient, so he okay. picks the shovel right, up and takes right. her out. Okay, nice. Drew, have you seen Psycho too? I haven't seen Psycho too. Have you seen the original Psycho? I've mostly, oh yeah, of course, and I love the first one. I've mostly heard negative things about. No, it too, no, it's good. It's now I'm interested good. in checking it out. It's I legitimately good. love it. I think it's. I mean, that's another one of those movies when that did people it come came out? around on. Uh, Eighty two. 81, 82. So a while after the first one. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was, at the time, the longest gap between a movie and its sequel. Wow. I mean, it's still mm -hmm. up there. It's like, what is now? Probably the... I don't know. Wizard of Oz? Uh, oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because Great and Powerful mm -hmm. Oz would have been a se sequel. Yeah. Um, There's got to be something yeah, else. Because I know, like, Color of Money was, like, 16 years. American Werewolf was 16 years. Blues Brothers was 18 uh, Psycho Gun, 2 is 22. Maybe? Actually, yeah, you know what? It's probably Top Gun. Top I Gun like or maybe Blade Runner. I feel like there's got to be Ooh. something that's like a sequel to something from like, you know, the 30s here. I haven't done a Metropolis 2. Was there a Sound of Music sequel or did I imagine that? Or a uh, Mary Poppins sequel or something? Oh, like there, was there was a Mary Poppins, Poppins Returns. Sequel. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like, bet like, you the Disney like a few years sequels ago. are. Yeah. Yeah, because there's like 101 Dalmatians 2 that came out yeah, like 1999 Cinderella 2 they tried or something. And, uh, I bet those have massive gaps in between. Yeah, there was a Mary Poppins Returns in 2018. Right. That must be the... Uh, right. Yeah, also, the also um, Return of Birth of a Nation. Oh, <laughs> I'm not counting made-for-Fox <laughs> TV movies. <laughs> uh, Voyage to the Moon 2. <laughs> the Horse <Yeah>. Running. <laughs> I <laughs> Have they made a sequel to that? I feel like in both of them, they were trying to rescue Matt Damon. <laughs> I bet if they made the horse running today, it would be all CGI. Yeah. Well, the footage of the train coming at the audience, right, uh, right. That, they, the sequel to that was The Fugitive. That was like at least 90 years. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> all right. This one is from Al from L.A. I want to see a sequel to Four and bring back Danielle and Ellie. It would probably be difficult to market that to the casual movie-going audience, though. It would be great to also see that H4 mask back. It's grown on me over the years, and even though it's not a great-looking mask in comparison to the original, it makes sense that the mask would not be the same one. I think you could start fresh in present day the way H18 did, or you could also start it with the ending of 4 the way 5 did just to let the more casual fan base get situated in the story you're going to tell. Maybe add in some flashbacks of in the beginning that either Danielle or Ellie can narrate to combine the whole story. I know it's kind of like what Lori did at the beginning of Ends, but they have to figure out a way to bring it all together. Now, I did notice a lot of people's responses uh, were to, to somehow go back to the Thorn trilogy of 4, 5, and 6. Okay. One person hmm. uh, suggested like just reimagining the whole thing, which I think could be pretty interesting. Yeah. And other people suggest making a direct sequel to 6. And, of course, Al from L.A. wants to scrap those and do a sequel to 4. Be weird picking up at 4 and ignoring 5 and 6, but they've 
done just as weird as stuff with the rest right, of the right. franchise. People love so I'm not four, yeah. though. I, I'm not a big fan of four. People love it. I remember it. that. Yeah. You've never been nuts about four. Yeah. I, I got a soft spot for it. Everybody seems to. What do you think of four? Yeah, Drew? I've never been crazy about four. Yeah, people love that. That and I it, that to me just feels pretty much like resurrection or like uh, you know. Yeah, to me Friday it's like a notch or, above resurrection. Right, right. It's just it just feels like another you know kind of lame sequel. I'm I feel not like, crazy about four, five, and six. I don't. That just. I know, yeah. I'm not into that little trilogy. They, they could That's have... That's just me. I do have a love for, like, kind of later sequels that become more campy and fun and, mm-hmm. like, less scary. Oh, yeah. Like, those can be done well, you know? Like, Nightmare 3, Jason 6, you yeah. know? I'd say the two best of each series you just named, so... I would say the two best of, like, the later entries. Like, I definitely... I will always prefer a gritty, scary slasher film that's done well... Mm-hmm. Over the campy fun ones, but I like those too. Yeah, like All I'm right. always gonna put like Friday Part Two over Friday Six. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I still like it. Yeah, and even at its goofiest, the Halloween movies never went full camp like any of the like the other franchises. Right, right. Yeah, they they were nah. slightly more serious than the other ones. Yeah, um, which is weird because Carpenter himself wasn't afraid to dabble in some goofy, goofy tones mm-hmm. on some of his stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, when when you get to like crazy sequel world of part seven and eight or whatever, it's like just go for yeah, it. Yeah, like I like how they expanded the world with six. And, yeah, you know, like uh, obviously that's not like when I'm watching part one, I'm not thinking that part six is part of this world. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I can still enjoy the originals without like the. But you know, I I could kind of see them taking like almost a goosebumps kind of route with the later ones and expanding mm-hmm. the world and having all this weird stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Well, I could even see stealing the thorn and making that the group behind the masks and Silver Shamrock, like tie the thorn to Silver Sh- Shamrock. Yeah, well, believe it or not, there is a, a line dropped in part six that ties it to Silver Shamrock. There's, mm. uh, there's a name that uh, somebody says, like, I think it's Mrs. Blankenship or whatever. The, oh, okay. She's mentioned in, in the Shamrock one. Casually. I missed that. Casually, yeah. I know the guy who wrote uh, Part 6, Daniel Farrens, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was a huge fan of the franchise right. and had gone back and incorporated things from the novelizations, like I had mentioned earlier, right. briefly, um, to make the cor- the Cult of the Thorn make sense tied to, like, Samhain uh, yeah. references in 1 and 2. Yeah, I actually asked him online once if it was oh. supposed to be tied in. He kind of gave like a vague answer that was that was leaning towards yes, but I don't want to say it out loud kind of thing. Gotcha. Like the official position is. Uh, right, right. Yeah. yeah. We should get him on the podcast. I bet yeah. he'd do it. He seems I'd like, like a cool to talk guy. to him just because he did uh, one of the Amityville movies. He actually oh, did a remake of part two. Which really? I think is one of the better later ones. Hell, man. If they can remake that, then they can remake Season of the Witch. They should get him to direct it with your idea. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to pitch it to him. <laughs> we can make this work. <laughs> um, all right, it's so, not like a movie's never been made out of a podcast, dude. It's it's in the, in today's world, anything really is possible. Like yeah. it's it's like you. That is one of the good things about all this media. It's like you can get in touch with people like that and be like, hey, would you want to work on this project with me? You know? Yeah. There's yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. 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 Like I've reached out mm-hmm. to people like you know like. <laughs> rock stars that I like and stuff and been like, hey, do you want to uh, write a book? You know, <laughs> like, I'll do that yeah. with you. You know, like, you're going to get a no or or ignored most of the time, but not mm-hmm. all the time. You'll yeah. be shocked by who will get back to you. Um, yeah. All right. So now you're going to listen to my pitch. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. 
somehow we get all the rights of all the slasher films together. Okay. And we're going to create a slasher verse. Okay. Now, I think we're going like to, in, in a perfect world, it'll be movies and TV, you know, like the Marvel mm-hmm. world. But we're going to start with a TV show. And of course, you got to start with Halloween because that was the original. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to start, because it's kind of a fool's errand to try and remake the first one, we're going to start kind of down the line where Michael is already missing. He's disappeared from the first one. And, and at some point, we'll go back and do the events of the first one yeah. and this new reimagining. But uh, Michael is missing, and Loomis is looking for him. Uh, you know, Laurie Strode's involved somehow. Um, this would be in the 80s. And what we would do in this franchise is we would take um, the different genres that kind of coincide with time periods, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, early, the late 70s, early 80s was like the gritty slasher movie period. The late 80s was kind of like the, the what I would call like the mall Horror, you know, like the MTV yeah. horror, the you pop know. horror, right, the right. I, I have an argument that from Friday Thirteenth Part Six forward, humor became a part of horror Absolutely. in the eighties. Like yeah. you just see it all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Like right, go for right. the laugh, not yeah, the, the more campy, like you know, brighter, more daytime kind right. of more more monster movie than slasher. You see the, yeah. the villain throughout. Uh, and then early 90s was just the weird era where mm-hmm. like it, nobody knew what the hell to do with slasher movies. And it was kind of a direct-to-video thing. Going, even though the, the big ones were still in the theaters, it still kind of had a direct-to-video kind of feel. You know, like Jason Goes to Hell. And, yeah, like Shocker. Right. And you could kind of mm-hmm. bring back – there was like more gore in those ones because yeah. like the NPAA like kind of loosened the, uh, the ropes on that. Um, yeah. I think Silence of the Lambs getting Oscars basically was like, oh, we have to treat these like real movies for a right, little bit. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and then you had the post-stream <laughs> ironic era, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the OO's kind of remake era that kind of coincided with like the torture porn yeah. uh, era. You know what I mean? And then you have like mm-hmm. the Lega sequels that have been coming out lately. So with this series, we have our four big uh, main slasher characters. Um and we see a story unfold and cross over over like four decades, coinciding with those eras of films, and uh, you know just building a world within that. Okay. Um, and like Michael would probably kind of be the center of it, Michael and Loomis. You know what I mean? Like like you said, Loomis could be kind of the Van Helsing, mm-hmm. and we just create like a brand new world and mythology with all four of the big slasher guys, and uh, just you know just create something great around that. Yeah, and and like, you can bring in the best so elements like a, of all the movies. You can leave stuff out. You can bring stuff in. Mm-hmm. You know, you could bring in the Cult of Thorn if you want to. You can have obviously there are going to be some that are regional killers like Michael or Jason that like they are where they are. Mm-hmm. They don't really travel much. But then mm-hmm. you have your all-purpose killers like Freddy could arguably be anywhere. Right. Right. Candyman could be anywhere. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Chucky. I mean, yeah. now that he can replicate himself. Right. And again, anywhere. in a perfect world, it would keep going and going and going and start incorporating more and more, you know, into it. Yeah. What were you going to say, Drew? Oh, so so like a slasher MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Like basically. a slasher end right, game. Right. Yeah, I love that. But like some of them would be scary. You know, like I said, you could go back to that early 80s grimy feel. Yeah. And those entries would actually be crafted to be scary, suspenseful entries. Mm-hmm. And then the more fun ones, you know, and then the more like special effects, you know, gore ones and and then the self-referential ones, you know. Mm-hmm. So it could just be like spanning decades 
and just kind of no rules, just whatever we want to put into it. It has to be a good story, though. You know, like the MCU is, is kind of done, from what I understand. But I can see it culminating or, like, getting to a point where we've got so many slashers that the Van Helsing is the air quote slasher of the movie, picking mm-hmm. off the villains through yeah, like one Yeah, that could be a theme. It could be like themes yeah. of like who's really the hero, who's really the villain, yeah. uh, that type of thing. And uh, yeah, it would just be one big, and, and maybe like get a lot of the, the like, you know, horror directors of, of today, like mm-hmm. get them involved, you know? Because like I want, you know, as silly as some of these franchises are, I would love to see somebody just take them really seriously yeah. and just make something great. You know what I mean? I yeah. always think back like mm-hmm. Batman, like... Who would have thought when the when the campy Batman TV show was out that there could ever be the Dark Knight? Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's like you can make yeah. these characters scary again and dark and interesting mm-hmm. and serious again, you know? Uh, like, I mean, get Peter Jackson involved. I, need, I know he had an Elm Street. Sequel, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I think five he was mm-hmm. going to do. Yeah, he wrote a treatment for, no, six. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it was going to be called The Dream Lover. Right, yeah. And it had uh, somebody in a coma, I think. And they're kind of living in Freddy's world, Ooh, something yeah. like that. Yeah, that would have been cool if that had happened. Yeah. But that like, would have been it, really like, cool. Yeah, yeah. you can read the... I don't know if there's a script online, but there's definitely like the synopsis of the script online. Yeah, I've never been able to find the script itself, but I also haven't looked in forever. So. Right, right. But yeah, like being able to pull in, like, if we can take the modern crop of yeah horror directors and just say, all right, all of you get to pick one to play with for a little bit yeah, and just yeah. let them keep coming yeah. out. Constantly. And you could have solo movies and crossover movies, you know? Yeah. And you have enough of them kind of in a rotation that you don't have to worry about one necessarily doing as well because eventually it'll tie into the others and they'll still sell it. Right, right. And you could have all your favorite characters. You could have Tommy Jarvis. You have Laurie Strode. You can mm-hmm. have uh, the Dream Warriors, you yeah. know? Can have Alice, I guess Nancy, if you yeah, depending on continuity. Yeah, right. And some of them could even like be around the character. Like I could see a, a, sh- a movie called Alice. You know, that's just about yeah. her and her. Re- you know, focuses mm-hmm. on her and her relationship with uh, with horror and whatnot. With yeah. the, with the horror of this world and that we're building. So that's my idea. Yeah, Jimmy, you've been listening this I'll whole like time. It. Which which one do you? We'll let Jimmy be the decider of which one gets made. I <laughs> pitches. I just want to say. My only input for this cast, and I say this every time you guys do a Halloween remake thing, I think we're done with Jamie Lee Curtis. I think we're done. I think she's done. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of seeing her in every movie. The most recent movie, she literally did not do anything to progress the plot. Like The whole movie was like she started out and she was like making it about her but it wasn't really about her. And then the whole end of the movie is her like running around the hospital and then be like, no, get back down on the bed. It's like this whole like plot line was unnecessary. Well, Jimmy, apparently Jimmy is clearly not aware that there's been a film since that one. Okay. Yeah. True, 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 whatever. That one was, I'm sorry. After that, I don't even think I watched the next one. I think I did just because I'm always going to watch them. Yeah. But that really just annoyed me because it was such this forced plot line that it's like you don't she doesn't need to be in these movies. Her character isn't really interesting to me. I, I just I don't I do think sometimes we fetishize the characters from the movies that we love a little too much, you know? When it's oh, like yeah. the what what made that she was good in it. She was like a likable yeah. character, but like what made the movie great wasn't necessarily that she was she was in I mean, she definitely helped, but mm-hmm. I 
I have, took, yeah. I, sorry, I have a deep theory um, that the latest trilogy was kind of a meta retelling of the franchise. Oh, yeah. I remember you bringing that up last time. That was interesting. Uh, and and, and you think through. that that did continue all the way to the third I one. It continued all the way through. If you take her as a stand-in for John Carpenter and his involvement with the franchise right, right. For, for two and three, Carpenter was out of the franchise. Right. Like for two and three mm. of this trilogy – Taking place as basically the um, the Jamie Lloyd stuff forward, yeah. that yeah, he it wasn't his baby anymore. He mm-hmm. was less and less involved, uh, starting two, three, yeah. Yeah. diminishing, and then through this whole third one, it's basically like Rob Zombie's Halloween taking place. It's oh, not Michael; it's the young Stanton for Michael, Whoa. who's got the leather jacket. He's the biker Whoa. Michael. And so this was all Bikel. ripping apart the Bikel. zombie stuff. Michael like, Meyer. Do people yeah, call him Bikel? They should. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh my god! I'm so seeing so many an- angry fans right now. Like mm-hmm. I'm not watching that Bikel entry again. Yeah. <laughs> not like Bikel Byers. <laughs> I'm gonna make one called Bikel and Busta. Yeah. No. I just. I, I really would like to see them do something more occultish and more just something with like, I don't know. I kind of like the direction Rob Zombie tried to go. Mm. Um, I like the Rob Zombie films. Okay. I thought it was good. It was one of the mm. better ones. I think he could have done more, but I liked that. I liked that approach. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that if we were to take more of that approach in 2023, right. Uh, then it would really kind of refresh the franchise. Cause sure. especially now just the, the culture I feel like is more, obsessed with uh not obsessed but we're more interested in like the psychological absolutely aspects of things like look at like what they did to batman and joker like they right, took the yeah, joker right. and they made him yeah. like some like weird yeah emo, and i think people were really hoping guy. that this that the 2018 halloween was gonna be that you know yeah. like the real like elevated like moves beyond you know like, yeah and 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 even though it was pretty good it was still just kind of felt like another updated slasher sequel in a lot of ways you know to keep it in mm. to keep it in line with kind of however else works because like 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 i use the joker as an example but i feel like they kind of do these things where they like do um like they take like a major franchise and then they just kind of spin off and have like an origin story of one of the characters yeah um i could kind of see if they did something like that like where they just called it like michael or something like that and they did like a real kind of deep dive probably they wouldn't they probably have to call it halloween something just so people know. Well, but they, that there would is kind a trend of, of calling... I mean, they've called movies Jason X and, you know, Freddy's Dead. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The name, I think, is actually, yeah. like, pretty good marketing. It's, uh, somebody pointed out that you can pretty much show somebody a hockey mask and a machete and people who never have seen a single right, Friday the 13th right. movie know, oh, Jason Yeah, Boy that's movies. Jason. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Totally. yeah. You don't need to... All right, do we have any final thoughts on uh, the next Halloween film? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, you have anything more you want to add? I don't I think they should wait a while before they do the next one, the next reboot. I bet these three I were s- so successful though. They were insanely successful yeah. financially. Mm-hmm. So but I, I bet it's not gonna be that long. I think they're gonna protect yeah. it. I think that they're gonna barrel this into Let's do another franchise reboot cleanups. Right. Uh, well, okay. I mean, Gordon Green's working on an Exorcist right, right, right. series. Yeah, which I don't know. But I'm saying then instead of him doing a fourth one because here's the money, it's yeah. like, oh, the guy who just 
did all these Halloweens right. that made us money. Right, right. We're gonna work on sure, the Exorcist sure. for a bit. Then right. we'll pick like go it always goes like franchise. that. It's like if one's popular, then they then they do a sequel or, or something else with it, and then that one's not as popular. And then they stop, and then they start another one, and then that one's good. They do another. Like it's always just like going like. That. But okay, we discussed what we want to see. In all reality, what do you think? What do you predict will actually happen with the with the Halloween franchise? Jimmy, you want to go first? Hmm. What will probably be the case? Uh, I mean, I'm so much less versed in this this stuff than you guys, to be honest. I I don't know. You sound like you've got. To... I just get really heated about certain aspects of. It. I have seen all the movies. Right. I have. But if you were to predict, existing. what will probably be the next Michael Myers project? Well, they can't. They have to like th- this current trilogy. They right. can't build off that anymore. Right. That's done, yeah. right? Right. So and they. Well, have, I mean, they could conceivably, but they, pro- I wouldn't. They could. Them to. It's weird because, like, what is like you say, like, what is the the timeline? What's the amount of time you have to wait? Obviously, sequel is usually like two, three years, mm. but reboot. I always thought it was kind of strange when Spider Man was rebooted. The Tom Holland Spider Man was rebooted into whatever the other guy's name is. Yeah. In like a couple years, Andrew Garfield or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, like immediately. It was too quick. It was yeah. like, wait, is this a sequel? Like you almost right. kind of need eight to ten years to kind of feel like it's over. It's a new thing. True. It true. was so soon that all three Spider Men were able to still viably play Spider Man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was yeah. just, and that that did of course open up the gate for the right. whole Spider Verse, exactly. which, which is was cool why, and great. which is why I think they don't have to wait that long to do a new Halloween. So like. you think there's going to be a Halloween verse? Where no, no, the different not, Jamie Lee Curtis's... Uh, that, that's a possibility. That is a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Every version of Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, yeah, I meets could in one see room that happening, and actually. contributes nothing to the plot from six <laughs> different dimensions. That's going to be awesome. It's very possible. Very possible. What do you think, Pat? What, in all likelihood, what will the next Halloween be? Their their instinct is going to be, let's not mess with the ending. Let's do a mid-cool. Like, let's do something... After really? the first one, somewhere along the way, just some sort of a lost story of Michael. So you think we're going to get a midquill? Yeah. Interesting. Of the new continuity? Of a continuity just kind of left in the wind. Oh, not, okay. I don't think so they're going to specify. Vague, yeah. What's that called when the other films are just kind of a vague background, but not really... Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know. Like when they're kind of in continuity, but it's you don't really reference them specifically, you know? I've been reading kind comic of a books for so long, I don't even know that there was a word. <laughs> what do you think, Drew? In all likelihood, what would you put your well, money on? So I like that ENDS tried something different, but because there was so much backlash, I think whatever the next reboot is, we'll play it very, very safe and by the numbers, mm-hmm. Right, is right. my guess. Where do you think they'll pick up, though? Do you think they'll make like a new sequel to the first one, or do you think it'll be a, a remake? Or? I think it'll be a new... I think... I, I agree with you. I think it'll be a midquel that's, that's not part of any specific... Um, continuity because it really the general public doesn't care that much about continuity oh, no. like no. god no the vast majority of oh, people that I are going to see a halloween yeah. are not going to be like wait what is you know like how did he survive you know like where does this pick up you know they're just going to yeah. be like yeah exactly is. right right yeah. i you know i bet you my prediction is tv show probably not the tv show i want but right. but uh <laughs> i they've explored they've exhausted every single avenue yeah. film wise with this one and yeah. uh 
you know, I just think uh, that's that's I bet that's where it's because you know it's that is happening a lot with with it's, movies. I and, mean, you know, become, they did an Exorcist TV show for right. two seasons. Chucky just got renewed for yeah, a third Cobra season. Kai, you know, like uh, there's a Crystal Lake series. Yeah, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. All right, so the uh, the spe- the mini special again is called "All My Friends Are Dead" by Drew Landry. You can find that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Give it a like. Give it a comment. Share it if you if you can. Yeah. And uh, yeah, any final thoughts, anybody? I really don't like that. Ah, thank you again one. for having me. <laughs> of yeah, course, Drew. Yeah. All right, thank you so much, guys. We'll see everybody <laughs> next time on the Confessional.